this thing is a great gift day, um, a strip show, dance show. We're there, dude. Welcome back, guys. On today's show, what drinks make you hungrier? And also, is today a Bones Day or no Bones Day? And no more Krispy Kreme donuts. And magnet fishing is causing more harm than good. All this and much, much more will be discussed here on Deacon Live. How are you? How are things? How are things going? Are you doing all right? Over to my far right-hand side is IT Dan. How are you? Um, I'm doing good. Today's a special day. Uh, it's my wife's birthday. Today is your wife's birthday? It's, it's her birthday. What, what the hell are you doing over here, Dan? I took her out yesterday. You mean and, took her out like killed her? No, I oh. took, <laughs> took her out yesterday and we bought a, um, I bought her a nice maple tree. So you're going to make pancakes and stuff? Is that how it works? You get no. free maple? No, yeah, maybe eventually, but no, it's not a sugar maple. Oh. I bought a maple tree for the yard, brought it home and planted it, and also a holly tree yesterday. Day. And I got to tell you right now, uh-huh. I feel my age. Why is that? Because I'm 67, but usually I feel, you know, I'm a little bit sore. But my shoulder, my left shoulder has been really bad. Is that your old uh, baseball throwing yeah. arm there? It, yeah, I am left-handed, and, and uh, but I, I got all the aches and pains of a person my age. And usually I, I'll feel sore for one day and get over it. So I've been doing, I did a lot last week, pulling the stumps out, uh, still well, finishing that's what you, the tire. And that's what you do when you're retired. You, yeah. you do more work than you actually would. On someone, see, because you're doing it on your time schedule, and you want to have more free time, so you're trying to hurry up and get everything done. When you work for the man or something like that, you're like going, "Hey, I got an eight-hour shift. I got an hour lunch in between. You know, I'm going to take my time. Something that would normally take three to four hours, I'm going to drag that all the way out for eight hours." Yeah, and I've, I've just been doing a lot more physical stuff than I'm used to doing, and I, I, it's good for me to do it, but I just got to got to slow down a little bit. Well, good. Now, Dan, I, as you guys know, we broadcast out just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, beautiful little town. We like. To called Marshville. My wife and I, we sit on about 22 some odd acres. We broadcast over our three-car garage. I know, baller, I say it every time. And uh, we have horses and chickens and cows and cattles and now the, the neighbor's goats. We have to make sure we take care of all them and everything. My wife, she works from home. She's allowed. She's a permanent home worker. I'm, I'm sure they're going to come up with some kind of term for that. But she works from home and from sunup to sundown, Dan, she works. And she's on call. She's talking to California. She's doing all this stuff. Anyways, so she wanted to make, she's like, oh, this, it's it's getting cold out. The, the weather's getting nice and cool out. I want a nice, warm, hot soup. Nothing better than warm soup when it's cold out. Well, or hot soup. <laughs> Lukewarm soup is totally different. So I said, well, pick out a recipe and, you know, we'll make it. So she's looking at the recipe. She's like, ooh, a chicken chicken cheddar broccoli. I said, that sounds delicious. I like uh, cheddar broccoli. I'm thinking like Panera bread. Have you ever had their, uh, yeah, their soup thick, from Panera bread? Thick and creamy. And so she, she found the recipe. And so I said, I went to the store and bought all the ingredients. And then Monday came around. She's like, oh. Oh, I, I still need to make my soup. I'm like, all right. She's like, I'll make it when I get off of work tonight. I'm like, no, off work at night for you is nine o'clock at night. I said, look, I got some time in the morning. I said, bring up the recipe while I'm making breakfast. I'll also do all the ingredients. So I do all the ingredients, put the chicken broth in there, put the, the boneless chicken, not boneless chicken. Yeah. The skinless chicken down in the bottom, white meat breasts, put broccoli in there, chopped up some onions and did a little, you know, all the little spices and stuff. In the slow cover? In the, in the crock pot. Yeah. And it sat there for, uh, I think I started at eight o'clock 
o'clock in the morning. It sat there till three o'clock in the afternoon. And then you turned it on? <laughs> turned it on at eight. And then I went down there at three o'clock, set my alarm. So I came inside. What you have to do is physically take the chicken out of the, the broth and then shred it up like you would do pulled pork, add it back to the broth. And then you have to add heavy cream, a little bit. Of, I put a little cream cheese in there. She doesn't know that. And flour. And uh, yet the potatoes were in there too. Little fingerling potatoes. Those went in at eight o'clock. Did all that stuff. So I started adding the chicken back at three o'clock and I'm doing the heavy cream and I'm pouring the cream in it and then I'm thinking this thing is freaking monstrous I've got broccoli I've got onions I got potatoes I got now the shredded chicken and with a soup or some kind of stirring utility thing I could not physically do it and make it right so I've got one of those wands you seen those wands like an emulsifier wand oh with a little spinner on the bottom it's got a little blade on it you're gonna make baby food no 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 hold on now it has a whisk on it so I put the whisk on it and I put the whisk in there and it's like and it's like you ever seen boats come out of the water yeah. at a boat ramp it just spit everything <laughs> i was like whoa hold on so i put it uh, there's no slow setting on it so i'm like trying to do it nice and slow do it nice and slow and i'm watching it and it's literally pulverizing the broccoli it's pulverizing the potatoes and i'm like you know what L- let's go ahead like dan says get this over with let's turn it into something put the emulsifier on it stuck it in there and just kind of all right i'm done it pureed everything chicken the potatoes the broccoli and i was like oh you know what i hope it didn't i didn't ruin it how did it taste so i took a spoonful and of course chicken's a little it's a little stringy and i'm pulling it and i'm eating it and i'm like going you know what the potatoes aren't there anymore but you got like that potato soup feel the broccoli's not there anymore but you get that broccoli you still see the little bb's of the broccoli uh, florets on top you put more cheese on top the cheese makes everything kind of stringy i thought it was good could you drink it with a straw no 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 it was nice and thick and i was like I'm, I'm eating it, and I'm like, oh, this is really good. I wish I had like one of those bread bowls, like a sourdough bread bowl to put it in the center and, and eat it that way. My wife comes out, and I'm like, she's like, what the hell did you do? I'm like, I know, I know. I tried to I tried to fix it, and she's the type, if she does not like it, she won't, I mean, not like it. She won't suffer. It tasted good, but she was like, you know what? This is like baby food. I'm not touching it. So I made a double batch. I froze a gallon of it. I ate for the last three days. I ate the other gallon of whatever. That's why you invited me in for some. But it, it's good. It was not bad at all. I, I didn't ruin it, but my wife, I feel bad, but she's got those factor meals. She just wanted a nice hot soup, and I, I felt bad that I kind of let her down on that. Yeah, but, you know, there's a lesson to this. You take that recipe and you save it. And when you're, you know, when it comes nursing home time for you, that's going to be like one of your favorite meals. Well, I got some, I got a gallon, almost a gallon and a half frozen in the freezer, so maybe I'll just save it till then. All right, guys, stick around. We got a big show for you. And don't forget, at the bottom of the hour, we have up to speed with technology. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. Listening to Taryn Weatherby with their latest song, It's Not My Fault. All the way from Michigan, this band has crank guitars and big vocals. For more information, check them out at TaylorWeatherby.com. Profit Radio. Profit Radio.
there's a little bit of new rock out there that I'm digging, but still pretty much I like the 80s rock, the 80s headbanging, the alternative. I'm, I'm, I try to be uh, multifaceted in my music listening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm in. I'm into System of the Down. I like, you know, I went with my kid a couple times to the uh, Warped Tour over here. It was it was good. It was good. I got turned on to a lot of stuff. Uh, Armor for Sleep, uh, good band. Yeah. I saw Amberlynn. Uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of good bands, but there was, you know, they were all, they all had their thing going. Right. Call 407 Welcome back to Dink Live. Over to my far right hand side is IT 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 Dan. Yes, I'm going to be Demolition Dan next week. Oh, what are you doing next week? Uh, next week I got a you know, old building, like a 1905 building. Oh, great! I got to tear out a floor in the bathroom, and I've already worked on this building before. It's got like four layers of flooring, so, and you're so. going to get asbestos and all that stuff on you. And make sure you follow us on all your social networks before I, IT Dan passes away from asbestos. I wear my mask. I'll be fine. <laughs> uh, what you do that is go over to ProfitRadio.com, click on Deacon Live, and uh, follow us on your social contacts by going over there as well. Now, Dan. Um, before you die, granted, do you know anyone that's had like a heart transplant or any kind of transplant on their body in your family or friends or friends of a friends? No, knee replacements, hip replacements. Well, I mean, that's kind of the same thing. I mean, I know that there was a time where they were doing, um, they were injecting, you know, certain things into people's knees, you know, putting bolts and stuff. What about, let's say if you needed a kidney transplant, they always have a hard time finding a match. You see it on people's cars driving around. I, if you're type O, whatever or type A, B, plus, negative, positive, whatever, we need a kidney, and we will pay you X amount of dollars across the bottom of, of the... They have their little card magnets and stuff. I asked my doctor what my blood type is, and she never tells me. Why? I don't know. Well, it's, it's a separate test, which is weird. You physically yeah. have to ask for that, and sometimes your insurance doesn't cover it. But right now, U.S. surgeons successfully test a pig kidney transplant in a human patient. In New York, the first time ever, a pig a pig kidney... Why can't they say... I guess, I don't it's know. It's such long word. ...has been transplanted into a human without triggering immediate rejection at the re- recipient's immune system, a potential major advancement that could eventually help alleviate, such big words, uh, a dire shortage of human organs. We're running low on human organs, Dan. Now, is it because that we don't want to do the organ donor on the driver's license? Um, that may be part of it, and there's actually less of a population. All right, so read right here. Yeah. The recipient was a brain-dead patient with signs of kidney dysfunction whose family consented to the experiment before she was due to be taken off life support. But for three days, the new kidney was attached to her blood vessels and maintained outside her body, given researchers access to it. So. Now they've taken a, a pig kidney, and you're like going, now my mom's on dialysis, and she's been on dialysis for many, many years, or I say many years. Yeah, I'm going to say many years, at least over three years she's on dialysis. And, of course, they're not going to give it to her because she's she's uh, uh, not stable. She, you know, type 27 diabetes, she's already had a heart failure uh, 10 years ago, and, and she's not in the best suitable. She's not a good candidate. She is not. Maybe if they can, they probably won't do it in her lifetime, but someone else down the line, maybe it might be me, 30 years down the line, I'm going to need a kidney transplant. I don't have any living relatives that would, um, I don't have 
like a brother or sister or, or anyone like that because normally it's family that gives you your kidneys. An outside person, you know, you don't know what their background is or, or the compatibility. But a, a kidney from a pig? I mean, I know they're smaller, <laughs> I guess. Yes. I, they just need to filter out your, your blood. Is there an AB positive? I didn't know blood, uh, pig blood could go into a human or uh-huh. be compatible or does it matter? Maybe it's neutral. Maybe it's just a, an empty vessel and it'll it absorb or, or accept any kind of blood that's run through it. It just needs the lube, the oil, well, the grease, or the blood to flow through it in, in order to operate. And you say this with this, this crazy and stuff. I know a guy who actually, he ruined his cornea r- lens and they actually took a chicken eyeball, shaved the lens off the chicken eyeball and placed it on his and, you know, surgically put it in there and like microscopic stitches and all that stuff. And he can see perfectly now. And it wasn't something that they could do like LASIK surgery or anything on it. His thing was completely ruined. So they had to replace the lens and they replaced the lens by using the, the lens of an actual chicken. Yeah, I mean, what we can do scientifically is incredible. Now, scientifically, there are, are, there are people in jail. There are, there are people in jail just because of the nature of what we are as humans and someone's going to break the law and laws are being passed and all this yeah, stuff. More people incarcerated in the United States than any other country. Percentage. Good, good, because that's what we need to do. But they also have uh, a lot of other stuff going on that they can't get away with in other countries that you can do here. Now, over in Rhode Island, a man posed as a lawyer to scam inmates, then blew all their money on marijuana gambling while he waited sentencing for defrauding the government out of PPP funds. So prosecutor Michael Moeller posed as a lawyer. Prosecutors say that Michael Moeller. Oh, I'm sorry. Prosecutors say that Michael Moeller posed as a lawyer to steal money from his fellow inmates in Rhode Island. Moeller perpetrated his scheme while awaiting sentencing for defrauding the government out of $699,000 of PPP loans. The prosecutor says that Moeller's actions in jail show that he is incapable of stopping himself from defrauding others. Yeah, so prosecutors say a Rhode Island man posed as a lawyer to steal money from his fellow inmates while he awaited sentencing for defrauding the government. Government out of hundreds of thousand dollars with the coronavirus relief fund. He was sentenced to nearly seven years in prison on Tuesday for, de- for defrauding the Paycheck Protection Program, which was designed to loan money to businesses. But he also uh, applied for loans using names of friends and relatives and created false business profiles. So he stole almost seven hundred thousand dollars, and he spent he, he blew it all. Trips, so yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand what you're doing. That Mueller, I guess, while he was in there awaiting his sentencing and trial. He went and started going up to the other inmates and said, I can help you out. I can get you out of jail. I can do this. I'm a lawyer. And you're stealing money from the other inmates. But if he's stealing the money from the other inmates, what yeah. is, I mean, he can't spend it. He's still in jail. Yeah, well, he'd probably have a way of getting it out. So. <laughs> How would he get it out? And if I, yeah. you, know, you got to wait seven years to do that? I mean, that it seems, is it is it the quest for the game or the victory of the challenge? I think some people just, they just, all they can do, they think about is stealing all day long. So yeah. this guy was locked up in jail, posing as a, uh, an attorney and stealing money from the actual inmates. I, you know, I would, that would be the last person I trust. Yeah, these are the people, yeah, they have the knives, they have, you know, the big bald guys and, uh, no, I yeah, would, scary guys and inmates. They're scary. Yeah. No, I mean, that'd be the last person I would trust in jail. Yeah. Hey, man, I, it's cool. I'm not guilty. How many times you heard that before? And the guy goes, give me $5,000 and I'll help you get your, uh, your stuff going. And someone's going to go, okay, you're not in here because of fraud or anything, are you? No, no, no. No, they got me for something 
else. Yeah, and, and I mean, and, and and that guy. I mean, do you really want to mess around inmates? You know, they, they you get killed. A lot of people got killed in jail. A lot right? of people get killed in jail. Now, Dan, before you came over today, I had some problems with my printer. Now, you just recently bought a printer. You haven't had a printer in your whole entire existence on this planet no, at your house. Had, at this house, it's been thirteen years. When Kathy finally said, "Why don't you go get a printer?" So I want. I got the Epson with Eco Tank with the. Is that the one that Shaq uh, does the commercial yeah, for? He does the commercial uh-huh. for. So I don't have to buy cartridges every week. It's something that you have one tank. Are you doing that much printing? No, I don't use that much too much at all. Okay. Most of the time I print labels for return stuff from Amazon. So all you need is the black yeah. ink. Yeah. Now what happens when your your printer runs out of ink? Do you can you switch it over to say, okay, only use this color? Like when you have the was it Scion? What's Mag- the magenta? Magenta. And yellow. And what else? That's CMK. Cyan, magenta, and yellow. But it, and then black. Black. Is that that's the yeah. only colors? No, this well depends on which printer. Some have more. But okay. Most of, most of them have three colors. Okay. So sometimes I know my printer will, will run out of blue and it says you can't use blue anymore. I'm like going, okay, make everything just black and white. And I've seen ones that you can't. Well, you run out of one color, it won't print black and white. That either. is so yeah. stupid. Now, right now, I don't know if it's a class action lawsuit, but right now they are riling everyone up from anyone who owns a Canon printer. Canon is being sued for disabling the scanner. Now, do you, does your printer have a scanner yeah, on top? Yeah, it does have a scanner on it. Now, you can use it no matter what. Does And I would assume that it would I, download the file to your computer. Yeah, I haven't run across that yet on my Epson yet. Okay. I think, my, I, think I did have one that I could still scan with. Them. So Canon is being sued right now because they're disabling the scanner when the printer runs out of ink. So essentially what the printer, the Canon printer saying, look, you don't have any ink to print anything. I can't scan anything. You're shit out of luck. Yeah, they're, they're strong-arming you into buying more cartridges just to use the scanner. David Leacraft, Leacraft, a customer of Canon, filed a class action lawsuit on Tuesday alleging deceptive marketing and unjust enrichments for the printer manufacturing. Read that right there. Yeah, while well, using this PIXMA MG630 printer from Canon, the plaintiff was surprised to discover that the all-in-one machine would refuse to scan or fax documents if the printer ran out of ink. And that's just that's just greed. That's all there is. As ink is not necessary to perform scans or faxes, the argument is that the printer feature should continue to work even if there's no ink in the device. He probably would not have bought it I, or paid as much for it if he had known, you know, he'd have to maintain ink in the garbage. I, I, would, I, would, I would tell my my printer, or I, I would yeah. listen to all you printer ma- manufacturers out there, put a setting on there if you've got a color printer. Now, if you just got a black and white printer, just it doesn't really matter. It, when you run out of black ink, you run out of black ink. I would put a setting on my printer that says, do you want to do black and white? Yes. Do you want to do color? Yes. Do you want to print and use every single ink that is absolutely available until everything available is gone? And you don't you, care what color Right. I don't yes. care what If I got a magenta thing that I'm handing in to my attorneys so I can get out of jail. Yeah. <laughs> magenta. Yes. So that's the third option I would put on there. Yeah. And I, I see at Home Depot, some of the guys would come in and they would buy all the oops paint and they'd take seven different colors, pour it all in one big bucket, mix it up, and that's what color the house is. Inside or outside paint? They just it, slam it. It doesn't matter. There you go. That'll yeah. teach you from buying from. Uh, well, you paint the house at you know one third of the price. You don't care what the color exactly. is. Exactly. When we come back, we're going to talk to Dan and get up to speed with technology. Stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back.
Hey, if I were to super fly you on the back side of your face and I'd lift you up off the side and, look in the, and grab your arm and you'd be like, oh, excuse me, let me get rid of my microphone. Yep. Yeah, Maybe you'd get rid of your microphone for a second out of your microphone hand and your little pussy-ass wrist would get broken. <laughs> you'd think something else is not fake. I think wrestling is completely fake. Who's wrestling? 407 448 8800. Profit Radio. Profit Radio. You really? Yeah. And you like the Blue Moon because? It just tastes good. You know, it tastes like a beer should. Squeeze a little orange in it, you know, makes it, kicks it off. Just a nice, refreshing. I like to drink something. It's, it's like the. You ready for this? Okay. Hey, here we go. It's the Jersey guy going to a wine tasting contest. Hey, which one's going to give me the best buzz? Yeah, if it has a screw cop, that's pretty good. That's pretty uh, means it's not very good wine. Yeah. yeah. I can't do that with this this beer in my hand. It's just got an aftertaste that's... Uh, you don't like it? Uh, you know, I had to have one, so now I can see I've had one. There you go. Ron's, there you go. Ron's got... Yep. I hear, go. It. I hear it. Something is in there. There's a thing in there, I guess, that... Probably that, a June bug. <laughs> but it's supposed to release some kind of carbonation in there. I don't understand that. It tastes like it released something. Sit around. We have more music coming up right here on Profit Radio. 407 Deacon Live now presents you Kid Karim with his latest song, Fireworks, the lead single from their upcoming album called The Yacht Club. For more information, check them out on ProfitRadio.com. Welcome back to Deacon Live. It is now time for Up to Speed with Technology with IT Dan. Yeah, you know, PC games are installing low-level drivers in your Windows. And if you know what to <laughs> My Windows? In, in Windows. In Windows. Oh. Microsoft is doing it in Windows. And the drivers are actually instructions from the, from the software to tell the hardware what to do. And they, they can cause your computer to crash. It make it so it doesn't start. There's different problems now, with it. Now, I play video games on my PlayStation. This is totally separate. So you're yeah. talking about people that play games and, on, on the PC. PC? On the Windows PC. Okay. Yeah. And it's because it has to do with cheating. There's too many cheaters, you know. So um, Call of Duty's got this ricochet anti-cheat system, and it's installing these low-level drivers to Windows PCs, which a lot of people, it's like invading your operating system, and a lot of people don't like it. But it's something they need to do because they're trying all these various levels, and these people just insist on cheating all the time mm-hmm. on these games. 
So that's that's one thing that's coming down, and people are worried about privacy. And if you're a gaming system, you're just trying to set it up so you have a plain level playing field for everyone. The cheaters are messing up stuff for everybody so I else. Think, so I think they should design some kind of better program because I when I play on PlayStation 4 and I play my Call of Duty, on the left-hand side of the screen, you can see the next room that you're going into. Let's say it has like 15 people in it. You can see exactly what method the, the new Call of Duty allows people from outside the PlayStation Network to play on there. So, for example, I see people, it'll show on the on the left-hand side whether they're playing from a PC, whether they're playing from an Xbox, or whether they're playing from a PlayStation 4, or that thing. We're all in the same family. It's when you see those PC people that they're playing online. I They have an advantage over you? I don't know if yeah. they have an advantage, because I'm, yeah. I'm awesome playing the game, oh. but I don't understand why would you want to cheat? Because when you cheat, the game only lasts for, you know, two, three, four minutes, and then you're like, yes, I cheated, I won! And then you go back and you cheat again. I mean, you get tired of it. There's no challenge to it after a certain point. Yeah, maybe the only challenge is you're getting away with cheating. That, than that's it. Game. I mean, I remember my dad when he was working for the, the Delta Force company. Uh, I forget what, what game module it was, but the Delta Force game series. He designed all the maps and stuff, and he designed something in there that, that eliminates cheating. And I would try to type in God mode, or I'd try to type in, you know, unseen or something like that. And I'd be sitting up in the clouds, and I'd shoot, and, you know, I could see everyone. And my dad would get in there, and he'd see, like, I, I was in the yep. same room, and he goes, hey, stop cheating. <laughs> I'm like, stop cheating. I'm Sorry, you caught me. Anyways. Okay. I'm, I'm embarrassed I know you now. I'll let so, you go. Okay. Um, another thing, that uh, the AMD Ryzen CPUs, this, they're a little slower on Windows 11 right now. The AMD is one is one big competitor. The other one is Intel. But, you know, it's... Um, who's, it's a, who's better, Dan? AMD or Intel? I think Intel's a little better. AMD is a little less expensive. But they are neck and neck. They're close. Okay. Right now, they're finding that the Windows 11 with the CPUs is cutting the game performance as much as 15%. Which is this is, all about video games? Games, Dan? No, this, <laughs> this is about computers and, and there's gamers okay. too. But, you know, Microsoft and AMD are both aware of it. They're working on the fix. And the thing is, it's I'm telling everyone they should maybe wait a little while to upgrade to Windows 11 until the fix is released. Okay. Then I want to note it that lets you know that I've got the AMD Ryzen CPU on Windows 11, my new one. And it works and, fine? And it, it, to me, it's fast. It's lightning fast. I saw, I, uh, I was reading an article that they actually found out that Windows 11 uploaded on an old 95 Intel, like Pentium 2, what's an old Pentium 2 or Pentium 1 processor? I, I was reading an article that it was like this dinosaur of a processor and a Windows 11 uploaded on well, it you or, have, or loaded on yeah, it. Lo- yeah, probably, hey, you, have to, you have to run a hack to get around it, but it probably could, yeah. The secure module, that's one of the reasons I went for that, so... Um, and then the other <laughs> nerd. Thing, yep. The third thing we have here is uh, the Sudex makes is making these industrial exoskeletons that amplify human strength. You know, they're not going to make you into Iron Man or the Hulk, but what they do is they have these suits that will you would wrap on, put over your shoulders, over your chest, and down your legs, and they help your back, your legs, and your shoulders. And people who are moving boxes all day long. Say you work for Amazon. Say you're you know you're in a I shipping, work for Amazon. Okay, you're in a shipping department. I'm in the your, shipping department. I didn't say say. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. And and anything you do, the, these things will help you work all day long. 
You don't have the muscle fatigue. Um, they have a, a $5,000 one for, lo- for boosting leg strength, a $4,000 one for lifting heavy items, and a $4,000 one for reduce arm fatigue from working over your head. So this is an ectoskeleton that, yeah. that assists you in lifting stuff? Yeah, it's, and it's not a big, awkward, clumsy thing. It's, All right, let me, let and, me, let me. And the the modules use, they use springs and clutches to provide the boost, and the Leg X gets a battery boost as well. Okay, so I see a a lot of issues and a lot of problems with this. Yeah. All right, so first of all, here's here's the first thing. I know, uh, because I work for many warehouses, Dan, as you know, uh, growing up, I I do have back pains from doing these heavy lifting and twisting and moving and stuff. Uh, They got to a point where you're supposed to stretch and move and twist before you start your shift. I remember actually sitting in a warehouse, and I had 30 employees, and I'm like, all right, everyone, you know, grab your left and turn, twist this way. And we do a 15-minute stretch every day. I'm like, and stand up and then down, shake it out. All right, guys, have a good day. Be safe, all that stuff. And they go on. And that and prevents injuries, though. Another thing that they had that prevent injuries, someone's opinion, was those stupid back braces. You remember the back yep. brace, the back belts that you yep, used to you have? have the Velcro. And you Velcro them and some have the, the stirrups or the straps um, that you would put on them. And they found out because of those back braces, your muscles in your back got jelly because the thing was doing the work your body wasn't doing the work yeah your body wasn't doing the muscle exercise so when you put these what you're saying these ectoskeletons that are going to help you lift and help you move and stuff no what it's going to do is going your body's going to rely on this machine this ectoskeleton to help you lift and twist and move and your muscles are going to go fatigue it's like being in space you know when they bring the astronauts out of space you know they're like jellies they can't walk or anything like that i saw william shatner i know what you're saying but i mean that's essentially yes it might help you yes it might you know do this and that now if you are permanently for like if you had a stroke or something like that and you permanently could not move the left hand side of your body yes the ectoskeleton i think would be a great and, idea and they have used these for people like that people have got spinal injuries so they can move around and do things and i so. would agree with that but when you're saying that this is going to this is going to help you in the amazon uh, disbursement center no i think that you're going to look you're looking for more issues in the long run yeah i think ford ford is trying to mount some of the factories what else uh, you got? That's it. That's it. Just some couple interesting things. All right, guys. Stick around. we got more uh, of the show to get into. Stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. It was my first time like a virgin. My heart never loved so strong. She seemed like my soulmate, someone I could confide in each and every day till things change. You're listening to Hollywood CBT with his latest song, I've Been Hurt. For more information, check him out on ProfitRadio.com. First and foremost, this is my Facebook page. What I choose to post does not require anyone's comments or opinions. If you do not like what is on my page, or what I choose to share, scroll on. I am not asking for your religious or political views. I'm a big girl and have my own. Thank you. I was raised a Christian. And I am proud to be an American. If this causes longtime high school friends to remove me from their friends list, then we were not friends to begin with. 
I'd never tell a true friend to see things my way or else. Everyone has their own opinions and everyone makes their own choices. Peace out. Digging Live now presents you Talon Weatherby with their latest song, Run. For more information, check them out at talonweatherby.com. There's always bills to pay There's always something in the way I can't help but feel I'm lost and for my sake Oh, please, just run Welcome back to Deacon Live. You want, something for, you want something for free? Of course you do. Everyone wants something for free. And the way you get yours free stuff from Deacon Live is go over to Proper Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on the free swag section. There's a little drop-down menu. Pick out what you want there. we got some magnets. we got some stickers. Uh, we have uh, some stuff from the Proper Radio. We have stuff from Deacon Live. And don't forget, we also have stuff from Is This Going Somewhere, which is a podcast that Dan does all by himself. And uh, over to my far right-hand side is IT Dan. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm doing great. And um, I'm just, it's amazing how many people are um, contacting us for swag. How many did we send out? Because we have over a thousand something. We do. We try to do about two fifty because that's all Dan yeah. can carry. It's about yeah. two hundred and fifty in a box. You yeah. know all the letters and stuff. Because magnets are heavy. Yeah. And I, I walk in the post office and the guy's just shaking his head. Here he comes stuff. again. I, I think I got to go to another post office. The guy's <laughs> he's going to start locking the door when I come in. All right. Um, now, Dan. Speaking of magnets, have you ever gone magnet fishing? No, I have not. Do you know what magnet fishing is? I suppose that's where you're going to be tying a magnet instead of a hook on the end of your line. Now, what do you yeah. think you're going to catch when you go magnet fishing? Well, look for metal objects, you know. So magnet fishing has been – it's a big trend in over in Europe just because it's an older country than the United States. The United States has been around for what, just over 200 years? 250 years. And we haven't had a whole lot of actual activities or wars or battles. We only have one war, actually two wars if you want to count the uh, American – not the American Indian War, but us yeah. against the American yeah. – <laughs> against the Native Americans or the indigenous people. Over in Europe, they've gone through wars after wars over years and years of anarchies and monarchies and all that stuff. And the waterways have always been there. Now, I just saw uh, an article the other day. A guy was uh, fishing up the east coast of the United States and actually came across a, a 900... I'm sorry, it might not be the, the United States. He came across a 900-year-old sword, like a sword from the from whatever era. And, you know, it's got barnacles and shit all over it. And he brought it up to the surface. He's like going, oh my God, look at this. And I, I didn't, you know. I'm surprised a magnet with all that rust on it that would still find it. No, he yeah. didn't, he didn't do it. Magnet, oh. he was just down there diving, just free diving, oh, okay. you know, just swimming around and stuff. Now, magnet fishing, you take this almost like a rope or a, a rock climbing rope and you attach this big, huge bell of a magnet on yeah, the bottom it, of it. It looks like about 10 pound magnet looking at it. And what you do is you throw it into the water and you kind of just dredge the water yeah. with it. Now, what they're saying is magnet fishing, the pandemic craze is now creating trash problems all over the UK and the surrounding areas. Enthusiasts say that clean the waterway by fishing for scrap metal, and others say hobbyists leave the slimy mess behind. Bicycles, fencings, baby carriages, shit that they don't want. So what's happening is, oh, I don't want to read all this, is they're throwing all these magnets over into these old-fashioned waterways. You know, they're grabbing guns, they're grabbing... Um, not guns, but sometimes they'll come across guns, they'll come across all this other stuff. Now, they're saying that that's great... 
because it's getting all the scrap metal and everything off the bottoms of the of the the waterways. But the people are, if they pull something up that they really don't want, they, they just leave, leave it. They there. leave it right there. And what's happening over in Europe is they're actually coming across old warheads from like the the World Wars, and, and, and one of those could detonate. You never know. Yeah. And, you know, throwing that magnet on, and all of a sudden you bring it up to yeah. shore, and you go, I wonder what this is. Tink, tink, and you're dead, you know, just like that. Yeah, I hope they don't start doing that over here, find that. Well, they, they've started doing it over here, and unfortunately, you know, we're trading warheads for, for firearms. Well, I'm thinking about that gun that I, you know, well, let's not talk about it on the air. But that's what they're doing. They're coming across all these um, different items that you would normally not find in a lake or remote lakes or remote streams or anything like that. So magnet fishing is causing havoc throughout the, the UK um, as far as them just leaving their, their shit on the, on the side. And maybe you'll find one of those ancient swords. Yeah, I suppose if you're sitting around all this, it's a, probably a decent hobby to do. It's almost yeah. the equivalent of what a those guys on the down in South Florida that are retired they got you know their big pop belly no shirt on they got their their Bermuda shorts on they and got their, their metal big, detector and the big straw hat and they got yeah. their metal detectors out there and they you know doo, doo, doo. that was a big craze in like the 80s because everyone's like going look how much treasure we can find look at all the the gold and the cool things and rings we're going to find rings and stuff i watched a video the other day and it, it had literally a guy was like doo, 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 and he did the he's got the little um little shovel the little scooper that's got the, the vents on it, and he pours it out, and there was like a carabiner. You know what a carabiner yeah. is, right? And then he found another one. It was like a something stupid, like a button off of, of a jacket. And then he actually, I don't know if it's set up, he found like a diamond ring or something at the same time. So Yeah, and I borrowed my friend's metal detector when I lost a screw uh-huh. in my yard, and I could not find it in the grass. I could not find it. Is Well, why don't you yeah. use one of those? Because I've got here... You know, it's about two foot wide, and it's on a long stick, a big yeah. flat magnet, yeah. and just kind of dry. You don't have one of those at the house? No, I don't have one of those, but I, I looked for that, and I, I couldn't find it. Dan, you can borrow mine. Yeah. I get 50% of well, whatever you find. No, I just went through my scrap drawer and found the right screw mm-hmm. later on. So. Well, hopefully the, the screw biodegrades and it rusts into the ground. You... You drive a brand new Chevy Silverado truck. Brand new, yes. Well, not brand new, yeah, but... <laughs> brand, brand new to me. Right. Yeah. Now... Here in the United States, for those of us, or for those of you listening overseas, don't forget we broadcast just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, a beautiful little town we like to call Marshville. And population, Dan, have you checked population lately on um, Marshville? It, it went down by six. So, yeah, but there's more trucks now than there were. They, um, they actually have where you can put a, a, a decal on your car and you can run through the toll lanes and toll booths themselves are completely being eliminated like by now. Like a speed now. pass. Right. And I know in Florida they've got, it's one of the oldest states that's got actual toll booth attendees now and they're slowly slowly eliminating those as well they're just going to take a picture of your license plate send you a bill and say this is what's going on they're a big thing in massachusetts and they get about 70 to 80 dollars an hour the people that work in there and there's told yeah they're government union yeah, thing, yeah. and everybody gets there you get the job by my friend knows the senator who knows <laughs> that and you know that's how they get the job hiding from the mob or something yeah. now this driver right here is getting traffic tickets left and right and can't figure out why he's getting traffic tickets and it's 
because of these cameras, like I said, they take a picture of your license plate and then you get a bill in the mail and it's a picture of, you know, normally it's a car, your car, the back of your car, front of your car, depending on where your license plate's uh, supposed to be at. And you get a bill in the mail and you're like, oh shit, I got to pay this. And, you know, and it's late, it's a dollar twenty eight, but it's a late fee of $50 and you're like, shit, I got to yeah. do this. Some guy got sent a picture of his car and they sent a picture of his car and they told him he had to send him money. He took a picture of a dollar bill and emailed it back to them and they took a picture of a pair of handcuffs and sent it back to him so he got the idea so. right now a driver has been fined after a traffic camera thinks this pedestrian shirt is his license plate this happens over in the sea this is over in where is this at surrey 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 england, england. Yeah. so this woman goes on a daily walk at least once a day twice a day something like that and she's got a shirt on that says knitter k N I T T E R. And the guy who is getting the bill for her walking, doing her normal, like, exercise walking in the bus lane, I guess there's no buses in her area where she goes walking, his license plate almost looks exactly like K N I 9. T-E-R. Now, yes, uh, don't forget for every podcast we do, we have a matching video as well. And the way you see that video is go over to ProfitRadio.com. You can click and see exactly what we're talking about live on the air as we're talking about it here in the studio. David and Paul Knight found this out the hard way when they opened up a letter containing a fine levied against their Volkswagen transporter van, which had allegedly committed a traffic violations more than 120 miles away from their home. Now, upon closer inspection, the couple noticed that the camera made a mistake and the photograph evidence included was a letter of not their van or any kind of vehicle at all as it turns out the camera actually snapped a photo of a pedestrian and the pedestrian in the photo was wearing a shirt that said knitter i guess she does knitting yeah. or something yeah. like that I actually read it as the guy's license plate which was k-n-i-9-t-e-r and said yeah. you know close camera said yeah. close enough let's send this guy the bill yeah fishes and bath who entered the fine via automated system said incident occurred in june and while the fine was originally 83 dollars had gone up to 124 Fortunately, when the Knights contacted the local government to alert them, the era person taking the call supposedly began to reprimand Paul and Knight for driving in a bus lane before looking at the photo. Then she burst out laughing. So <laughs> they, they got it all solved and was all taken care of. So, so imagine that. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, literally a case of mistaken well, identity. I mean, the technology's working. It's just a little bit off. Now, Dan, you have a, like I said, Chevy Silverado, big V8 engine in it. Yeah. You love it? Yeah, I love it. We are getting into the point where where they are talking about everyone wants to be, all the manufacturers want to be, what, 2035, I believe? Environmentally friendly, trying to save the planet. And yeah. what people don't understand is you have an electric car, and I saw a stat the other day that said, how much does it cost? They they were interviewing this guy. He said, I've, I've got a Tesla model, whatever it is, and I paid 51000 for it. If you want the upgrade with all the, the safety features, the, the self-driving stuff, it was like $69. How much did it cost per year for him to charge his car versus... Versus having a vehicle and paying for gas. So he said it charged him about $34. It cost him about $34 a month to charge the vehicle at $7 a pop. And at $7 a pop would get him 300 miles. So that's 1,200 miles a month he was driving. So that's a, that's a good average as far as people drive anywhere from 12,000 to 15,000 miles per year. So he actually spent less than 700 bucks. Actually, I'm sorry, less than 600 bucks. The EPA on the car is about 550. So he spends about $600 per year just in charging his car. Okay. That's his Tesla. That's where the normal vehicle owner in something similar that gets about 27 miles per gallon pays about 1400 to 1700, depending on how many miles you're driving. Yeah, right. And I just got gas. It just went from 309 to 332 in one day. 
popped up. So, so but electric rates are supposed to go higher too. So. But you, don't forget, you know, the, there's something. There's a machine behind where you get the battery. I mean, there's a reason why we have lights on here in the studio. Whether it comes from a coal burning plant, whether it be from a nuclear plant, whether it be from a, you know fossil fuel t- type plant, it's got to come somewhere. The only reason why uh, my wife and I did not get a electric car is because the batteries at the time we were buying it before we bought the Audi only last about 10 years. And to replace that battery is about $9,000. So you take that $9,000 to replace the battery in, let's say, at the time we were looking and for And then you subtract the gas mileage versus electric. Correct. Yeah. And and we were still ahead, I think, 3500 bucks at the end of you know the whole entire cycle and stuff. But right now, environmental process, again, we go back to England, spark moral debates on moms, you know, your soccer moms that are buying the big SUVs. Now, in England, I understand, like I said, it, it's an older community. It's an older country. So that the streets and everything are smaller. And plus the people have no teeth. Well, they don't have teeth because of, there's a different story behind that as well. The streets are smaller. The towns are smaller. The roads are smaller. And they're complaining about all these moms that are buying these big SUVs. They buy monster ones. And they, I mean, you know, it's one thing if you have five or six kids. Right. But an environmental activist group called Insulate Britain, a subset of the large environmental movement Extinction Rebel Rebellion, have been staging protests across the United Kingdom. These protests often involve blocking major roadways, especially those that connect large to large metropolitan areas like London. Hold on. But a recent video of Insulate Britain blocking a mother driving an SUV from dropping her son off from school has brought up a moral debate around SUVs to a fever pitch, especially when it comes to moms. So what they're saying is they don't want you buying these huge, large vehicles and driving around. I know here in the United States, of course, you know, we're America. We need everything bigger. We need everything stronger. We need everything better, right? So here's my question to them over there. So let's say this mom's got this SUV, but she's got a very, very modest home. You know, maybe a thousand square foot home. You know, like you said, you can't buy land anymore. They're not making land anymore. So these houses are, you know, older houses and they're established already. Now, here in the United States, if they try to do that, you know, people say, oh, Dan, your, your truck is, it's too big. It's, it's spending too much gas. It's, it's, you know, you're, you're a pain in the ass on the environment. And you say, yeah, but you know, my, no, and you say, Now's your chance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Piss up a rope. Yeah, yeah. I've got people go fuck themselves. But, you know, I mean, we have a smaller SUV, a Rogue, because it's two of us and we don't need a huge space. But I see in my development, I have friends that have big, huge, bigger pickup trucks than mine, and they never, they, they take one bag of trash to the dump. They never use the back of the truck. They drive back and forth. We got big SUVs, and guess what? I think the thing is you educate people, let them know about it, but you don't protest and tell people what to do. So here, here's my question. I, I don't know if you're, you're capturing the whole idea of where I'm getting at here. My whole entire question is, you know, we're yelling at all these people about having these big SUVs and they're driving around, they're, you know, burning gas and burning coal and burning all this other stuff. But no one says anything about their houses. So, for example, I've got a little Datsun D21 that Dan drove around. Probably gets, what do you think, 30 miles per gallon? Yes. And it, I mean, it's simple. It's a simple, you know, five, five speed on the floor. I, I get a lot, a great gas mileage on it. But no one says anything about my house, which is the house itself is 3,500 square feet. It's totally lit, totally he- heated, totally AC. Now, granted, the heat is, is propane, but that's a different story. Uh, we also have a barn 
uh, a 42 by 42 size barn that's completely lit. Um, and it, it literally houses just animals. Yeah, That's you, all yeah. it does. And you don't and, need, you don't need your house to be that big for the two of you. So what you should get a smaller house. No, right? I'm, I'm not going to go protest in your driveway. And there are, well, what are all these rap stars? I say rap stars. And I, I throw that term out there because everyone goes, well, look at all these guys that make money. No one says rock stars. Huh? Let's say all these musicians out there that have these huge mansions that pay, they pay $28 million depending on what, what market they bought it in. Yeah. 17 and, bathrooms. Yeah. And there, no one says anything about them. Now, granted, some of the homes over the years have gotten smarter. They got better lighting system. They got better AC units and stuff. But still, the footprint of that house that takes up is nowhere near the consumption of what the, this little this woman with her little SUV taking her kids to soccer practice and taking the garbage down to the dump. Yeah, I don't agree with them protesting that. Well, I mean, I, yeah. I agree, but you have to understand, protest is one thing. You know, no war. You know, yeah. no this segregation. Moderation, elimination. I think I got a song going there, Dan. Yeah. Help yeah. me out with that. <laughs> but uh, I mean, masturbation. Still, yes, it all goes in. But I mean, people are protesting about the cars, but they're not protesting about their lifestyle or their their home life. I mean, I, that's all. That's and, all. I'm and saying. there's protesting, and then there's blocking the streets. You put a sign up, say, get smaller SUVs, but get do it on the sidewalk, <laughs> away from my house. All right. When we come back, guess what drink makes you hungrier? And uh, there's a an interesting story about a dog that wants to go somewhere where the parents were going and didn't want to be left behind. Stick around. You'll listen to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. About to slide through, fresh out the cell booth. In the streets, going, shaking them up like a loose tooth. As in the cane, they use like blue goo, the untold truth. LP and Woods original ATX solid group. Don't believe everything you hear from these kangaroos. What one monkey see, what another monkey do. Tom all the way from Austin, Texas, this is Boy Genius featuring LB DeBoss, their latest song for the summer. For more information, go to ProfitRadio.com. You're listening to... I'm not a loser! Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Of course. You know what sucks about internet radio? Absolutely fucking nothing. nothing. Profit Radio. Don't like internet radio. I do not like internet radio. Profit radio. Profit radio. How's your day going? It's going good. I didn't um didn't watch football for the first time in like five years. That's awesome. That's not awesome. It sucks. You should give me a raise. You're a jerk. You know that. I did. I three hamburgers though too. Um. 407-447-448-8800. 8800. You cute when you saw that. Yeah. 
Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on all your social networks. The way you do that is go over to properradio.com, click on Deacon Live and your social contacts as well. And don't forget, for every podcast we do, we have a matching video that runs in tandem with the show, and you can see us live at any time. Go over to Profit Radio, click on Deacon Live, and you can see all the videos. Make sure you uh, follow us, subscribe to us, and do all that stuff. You'll get that little notification when we go live on the air. And sometimes you might be blessed with a, a, a late-night video game live stream of me playing golf or me playing uh, Call of Duty. And over my far right-hand side, speaking of duty, is IT Dan. Yeah, and I I did play the golf for your suggestion, <laughs> and I just... I just find it boring. That's me. Do you still have the the year subscription, or do yeah, you cancel? Yeah. Okay, no, I kept that. And then, so no, every month but, you're going to get free games, which yeah, is good. So yeah, and I'll try them out. And I played the golf, but I mean, you know, it takes you 45 minutes to hit the ball 72 times, and I go, <laughs> "Well, you suck at it, yeah. then." Now, damn, Halloween's right around the corner. Are you ready for Halloween? Do you get a bunch of trick or treaters in your yard? No, not in your yard, but in your neighborhood. No, we pretty much have a thing where we just you. Let them know at the office whether you're giving out candy, and then the kids ride around the hay wagons. But, I mean, do you have yeah. a lot of kids? And you, you said you have, like, 500 houses in your little community yeah. there. Are there a lot of children? That, yeah, yeah. And Come why on. are you letting the office know if, you, if you're if you handing out candy? Don't. What's the traditional rule that well, if you're not a, handing out candy, you turn the goddamn lights off? Yeah, but we have 19 houses. Well, so they don't have to drive up and down each street. They'll let people know which houses have candy, and then they drive on a hay wagon to those. No. It's 13 miles of road in our development. So they could ride in the thing for 13 miles, and they say, hey, look, kids, the light's on. Jump out and get on, get that house. You know, ravage that house. All you have to do is turn the lights off. You're not, why were you telling anyone? That would be the worst thing. You know what that is? That's telling the office, these are the people not handing out candy, and then they take that list, which is probably a small list, and hand it to the guy who's driving the hay thing and go, Here's the list, and here's 22 dozen eggs. Last time I looked, there's 19 <laughs> houses out of 500 that, you know, some of them are vacation homes. There's only 19 houses that are giving out candy. So really? Far. Well, so that's still a good haul. Yeah. Now, I know uh, when we're out there doing the Halloween stuff, I, I get hungry, and I want to say thank you to Papa John's. Papa John's right now is, is introducing this new Bacon Mania. And when I say Bacon Mania, on my pizza, I like to have uh, pepperoni, lots of pepperoni. Yeah. Uh, I, I like Roma tomatoes like fresh Roma tomatoes cut up on top. Maybe I like it extra cooked, and I like lots of bacon. Now, what they're doing right now at Papa John's, instead of the little crumbles, you know, the, yeah. the pre-manufactured crumbles, and, and they're probably pseudo homogenous whatever kind of... Yeah, 0% bacon. They are actually putting full strips of bacon on Papa John's. That does look good. So there you go. So if you're out there and you've got the little kids in the, in the hay wagon, and you're looking how to feed them something healthy instead yeah. of candy. I like bacon on my bacon. You know, uh, Christmas time actually coming around, and and there, my wife likes the little. Well, hold on, my wife likes little Debbie the little uh, zebra cakes. Have you seen those? Yeah, I've seen them. Do you like them? I don't. I've never liked anything from Little Debbie. I'm sorry. Really? Yeah. So if you had a, a sweet tooth craving, what do you? Yeah. What would you have? A coffee. Honey, coffee. One of, the, one of those honey buns. <laughs> Get one of those honey buns. Oh, back in the day when you were in jail. Yeah. So uh, little Debbie right now is coming out with. You know the little Christmas trees that little Debbie comes out with. It's got the the green and the red glitter on it. And it's, oh it's yeah, sprinkles. They're actually creating an ice cream right now. Uh, little Debbie is turning this treat into a ice cream of your dreams. Someone's at the front door. I'll worry about them later. Um, this 2021 holiday season is on the horizon with a, our sights set on uh, seasonal treats. 
Little Demi's Christmas tree cakes is now going to be in those little pint size, you know, like the Ben and Jerry's type style. Uh, they're coming out with Christmas tree cakes ice cream. Is Little Debbie like Aunt Jemima? She really doesn't exist. You know, I mean, they just. You know, I'm I'm surprised they really haven't gotten off after Little Debbie because she looks like she could have been or would have been a slave owner's kid. Yeah. Back on the topic of Halloween, Krispy Kreme itself is changing its name only for Halloween. So they're coming out with uh, their new spooky treats. They're called Halloween Crispy Scream instead of Crispy Cream. Oh, and it's got the orange and the black yeah, it's colors. Got, and st- it's got all the different things. And I saw something. Uh, I think Dunkin' Donuts was doing something where they actually had a an orange donut. I know everyone out there is starving right now. They're like going, stop talking about donuts and stuff. Uh, they have a donut, you know, the hole in the middle that's empty. They take one of the Dunkin' Donuts munchkins. You know what a munchkin is? Yep. They stick it right in the middle. And they, they draw, like, legs off so it looks like a spider sitting on the middle of the donut. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. And, and they've done all these different... I see, yeah, I see one looks like a black cat with the ears drawn on it and the whiskers. And... Now, when you eat all your pizzas and you eat all your donuts and you eat all your Halloween candy, the first thing you do is say, what would you like to drink with that? Some people will say chocolate milk. Some people will say oat milk, which we actually tried the other day, which wasn't too bad. Yeah, I've been drinking almond milk, and I, I'm used to it. It's not as thick, but it tastes good. I Especially like when you go to the fast food restaurants, you're like going, give me a double cheeseburger, uh, this and that, and I'll have a Diet Coke. Yeah, that balances it out. It takes all the calories out of it. Now, recent studies have shown that swearing off diet soda is not good for you. Now, back in 1952, it was actually meant for diabetic people. Uh, they designed this, what they called no calorie, uh, that can contain, what's this word right here? Cyclamate. It says it doesn't uh, metabolize in your body, so you're, it doesn't spike your sugar or anything like that. However, the same company that explains this article, when you drink this stuff called Cyclomate, yeah. right, um, it actually... Uh, Notice they don't put the name Cyclomate on the can. Like, hey, give me a can of Cyclomate and <laughs> two of them, I guess. So okay. what happens is your body actually is missing whatever that process was and you crave more calories. So right here. Oh, so however, while Diet Cola certainly has fewer calories than traditional soda, these days it really carries the reputation of being healthy. If anything, it's more of an alternative. But there have been significant studies that show diet soda is linked to a plethora of medical conditions, including type 2 diabetes, stroke, and heart failure. According to Business Insider, many people now believe the negative effects of diet soda are substantially worse than the sugar and the calories from regular cola. I guess they're saying it makes you hungrier and then you eat sweets to make up for it. So either damned if you do or damned if you don't. So damned if you drink the sugary drinks... And if you don't drink the sugary drinks, you're going to be starving anyways. You're going to be twice as hungry as before. It's worse off. Now, do you have butter or margarine? I have butter. And I have butter, too. They have all the different margarines. I said, no, give me the old-fashioned butter. The only reason why I don't eat margarine is because there was an article that came out, I don't know how many years ago, that said the only difference between margarine that you buy in the tub and the actual tub that the margarine is, is one molecule. There's oh, it's a, that much plastic a, in it? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's only one molecule yeah. difference that... That's between the margarine and the actual plastic. So I don't know what that one molecule is. When I read that, I was like, going, you know what? I'm done with margarine. I'm not going to eat that anymore. Yeah, and those ones that say, I can't believe it's nut butter. Um, yeah, I don't I don't like that stuff. I... We stick to the regular butter. We stick to the regular stuff. The natural stuff. You know, the salted, the unsalted. Yeah, the but, sticks of butter. And so... 
That's where you go from there. Now, Dan, what would I say to you if you could eat donuts and watch your favorite show and get paid for it at the same time? How? What would you say if I said I would, Dan? I if would. It, if my favorite show, maybe. Or how much money do you get paid? Now, Dan, if I'm going to give you nine thousand dollars to watch, hold on, don't jump ahead of me. If I'm going to tell you, Dan, I'm going to give you nine thousand dollars to watch seven hundred and six episodes of your favorite show and give you a box of donuts every week. What would you say? Um. I maybe if it was my favorite show. Okay. Do you have any shows out there that has 706 episodes? No. I There's do not. not many out no. there. But right now, this company is going to pay you close to $700 or $7,000 to watch 706 episodes of The Simpsons, including the movie as well. Now, during that time, you'll also get a week's free of donut or donuts for a week for figure out the math on that. It's lots it's, of donuts. <laughs> is that what you're trying to say? Lots of donuts. So there you go. So you get eight weeks to watch it i'm waiting so you get eight weeks and you can elect to watch all 706 episodes of the show runs as well as the simpsons movie in times of uncertainty a lot of people find themselves turning to the simpsons apparently for some of us it just isn't the embrace of the nostalgia but it means trying accurately predict the future now they've said a million times that the simpsons have predict the future they're cutting edge they, they talked about this they talked about that and the simpsons have already talked about it well before the simpsons or the actual event actually happened is, is that a half hour show when you take out the commercials and everything what you don't know about you ready for this dan here's my uh, film and theater degree coming in the action here when you book a 30 minute show a 30 minute show is not really 30 minutes 29 minutes and and 50 seconds i'm sorry 29 minutes and 30 seconds because they have to allow for station identification and it's about 21 minutes well well, hold on let me finish stepping all over my i mean i paid a lot of money for this degree do you want my information or not (laughs) no no i don't want to hear it at all go ahead so 29 minutes and 30 seconds because they have to allow for station identification at the top and the bottom of every hour now during that 29 minutes and 30 seconds they allow for whatever it is to advertise it yes and then it does drop down to 21 minutes so in a 30 minute episode you're already robbed 30 seconds and then down to 21 minutes of actual content quote-unquote content and that includes the credits before and after yeah and so you have to watch 11.7 episodes and times 21 minutes you see three episodes in an hour if that's assuming you can zip through the commercials right and stuff but you have to yeah. take notes you have to do all this stuff here let's see right here yeah it during each episode, the professional will be asked to take notes on standout storylines to feedback to us and a team of prediction experts. They then compile the events into a list of future predictions what a probability of each one happening. So the analysts, if that's what we're calling it, will clock in a 35-hour work week with flexible hours. Along with the salary, the gig said to come with a weekly free box of donuts to help pass the time. All that is asked of you is a laptop or a TV, fluency in English, and strong writing skills. And of course, love of the Simpsons is desirable. I, I don't think for $9,000 I could watch them that day. Really? Yeah. I could, and I, I was telling my wife the other day, I said, you know, I, I burned through King of the Hill, was on Hulu. I burned through all 14 seasons on that. I was kind of disappointed. I didn't realize they, they stopped it and kind of fell short on the season finale or the, the series finale. And so now I've gone back to American Dad, which was in post-production before COVID, and now they've released all those out, and I'm finishing that up. And these are cartoons and stuff that I watch because they reflect you know what's going on in society and all that stuff. And you admit this? I do. I'm I'm telling you right here on the air. 
And I said, braver man than me. And I said, well, what's the next episode or the next series I can go? And I said, you know what? I I love The Simpsons. I kind of fell off of The Simpsons when they got a little, I don't want to say preachier, but like Family Guy came out. And Family Guy was a little bit more bing, bang, boom. You know, jokes were like bang, 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 bang in your face instead of drawing it out like The Simpsons were doing. But not to understand that, but they would um, would actually critique, or not critique, they would actually mold you into the actual joke of the whole entire show. Kind of what South Park does. And so I'm thinking of my I'm going to go back and watch like season one, the very horrible episodes that were all drawn freehand, and then watch all 706 episodes. I was going to do it on my own anyway. So hopefully if they're listening to us out there, let's see who's the company that's doing this. Let's find out who they are. A UK-based online casino company. Oh, wait, hold on. Platino? No. Platin Casino? Uh, It doesn't say. Yes, it does say. Oh, right there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's uh, a platincasino.co.uk. All right. Here's where you apply. So (laughs) we're always doing apply online here. Yeah, I haven't got my check for my chicken yet. Well, they still haven't haven't done that yet. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about pets and how lovable they are and how much they love you as well. And they can probably predict the future for you as well. Stick around. You'll see Deacon Light right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Subscribe to Deacon Live wherever you listen to podcasts. Search for Deacon Live and please give us a nice review. And now it's time for Lessons Learned with Jason Christ, Jay. We interrupt this program to bring you a news bulletin. I'm a grown out man. Jason Howell. Jason Howell. Hold on, hold on. What, my, can you hear? Can you hear snot snoring in the studio here? Hold on. I hear. I, I don't know what's going on back there. <laughs> hold on. Let me get snots out of the studio. Snots. Snots. Come on. I brought snots with me. Nice. I brought snots with me. Four zero seven seven four four eight four four eight 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 zero zero. Welcome back to Deacon Live. Thank God we're on the right screen, and uh, IT Dan has helped me get on the right screen. I know I messed up the last segment there. Yeah, we're just bouncing back ideas, trying to improve. It's a one-man show. I'm like an octopus over here flailing around and trying not to eat my own tentacles at the same time. Testicles? No, tentacles. Oh, okay. And over to my far My hearing is so bad. Over to my far right-hand side is IT Dan. Yeah, rocking and rolling. We're having, I'm enjoying this. Now, your wife, Dan, watches cats because you don't have any animals at the house. You physically don't have any like pets. No, well, we have a stray cat that doesn't come in the house that's on our porch. Okay. And we look at, and she'll crawl up to the window, put the par up on the window and things like but that. But your wife babysits or animal sits yeah. for people in the neighborhood, yeah. the 19 people that hand out candy. She watches their animals and stuff. Yeah, cats and dogs. are Actually, we have a dog we're watching for three weeks, Marley, at our house. Is that the three-legged dog? No, that Spike is the three-legged dog around, okay. the, around the corner. <laughs> does Kathy know or does she have instructions about feeding the animals at a certain time? Or does she feed them like... 
like, hey, when you get up, feed the animals. When you go to bed, or before you go to bed, sun up, sun down, feed the animals she again. Has a, well, usually it's just in the morning. So she, yeah, she keeps busy with the cats, and we have a cat that comes to the door and lets us know when the cat's hungry. Now, this cat right here, are you making all this up for the article? No, no, that's, we have a black and white cat. Okay. It's a stray cat. <laughs> so the reason why I say that is because this cat right here, a clever cat, plays with the food bowl asking for dinner. Now, if you were to come home late at night, Dan, and dinner's not on the table because your wife didn't make it, would you be upset or would you like stomp around or would you let her know like, you know, sus- suspiciously, hey, dinner's not made? Um, No, I've never been that type. <laughs> I, if I'm hungry, I'll make myself something. I won't starve to death. But So this yeah. cat right here cleverly lets his owner know that it needs food. It- so uh, describe what you're seeing, Dan. Yeah, what I'm seeing is probably like a 10-pound cat, very pretty cat, and the cat's taking its left paw, and it's it's rattling the bowl. It's on the edge of the bowl, rattling it against the tile floor, letting the people know, hey, it's hey. Almost, it's almost like a dinner bell. Yeah. It's a dinner bell yeah. the cat's trying to do. You can't help hear it in the house saying, hey, 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 I'm hungry. So and You can tell the cat's probably probably pretty old. It's a cute cat, though. I want to be fed. (laughs) It's essentially what's happening there. My wife, the other night, we have brand new kitties here at the house. We adopted them from the humane, not humane side, the rescue shelter. And we have a male, which is Cheeto, orange tabby, and a female, which is a, uh, we call her Trisket. Can you train them to make that noise with the bull? Well, we train them to go outside. Now they're, they're getting adventurous. You know, they're getting, they're not kittens anymore. They're teenagers. So they're running around the house or running around the property and stuff. But they know not to go into the horse pasture. We like no, so they know their boundaries. Go uh, ahead. What? How old are they in cat years? I don't think there's a cat years thing, but they are. Uh, I think nine weeks old, twelve weeks old. They're getting ready to be spayed and neutered here in the next couple weeks. Now, Dan, you just got back from vacation, or what we considered a ve a va, because yeah. you were only gone for an hour and a half. For yeah, and we and it was great. We didn't ha- we didn't have to go through the checkout line or any of that stuff at the airport. Why not? Because we drove. Oh, now when you go. Go to the airport right now. TSA right now is actually they're lifting the ban on taking off your shoes. The restrictions are getting less, less, less. They forgot about the shoe bomber. Well, it's not that they have the scanning device that you know does all the Full stuff. Full body scan is getting more and more better, more and more better. Hi, great. <laughs> and they're able to sense stuff in your shoes. They're you know upgraded the the scanner and everything. They say you know you don't have to take your shoes off. I know they were making you take out every freaking you know electronics that you have you don't have to do that as much anymore in the newer you know the upgraded airplane you know airports what I hated area. the worst what taking my belt off you know then, what then, you know what you take your belt off and my pants don't stay up i got no ass so i have a special belt that's all plastic that i can wear and i don't have to take it off i don't you i don't yeah. even even today in the last couple of years we've gone up to new york and flown down to florida i don't take my belt off unless they actually say take your belt off yeah I usually have the metal belt buckle that sets i off. i, I yeah. don't care and they go oh is your belt on yeah it's on yeah you're you're a white guy you're a good looking <laughs> white guy we'll let you through well, you know you're white anyway yeah now this couple right here was flying to vegas and you know loaded up their suitcases hey we're going to vegas we're going to hang out and spend a, a, a retreat with all our friends and so and they loaded up their luggage and now you know everyone pays you got to pay for your luggage
luggage or if it's over a certain amount of, of weight. So this family right here packed up all their luggage, got in the car. Jared and Chrissy Owens were heading for their vacation last month when they checked their bags in and noticed that the, the weight on the luggage itself was a few pounds heavier than they expected or anticipated. So what do you do? You open it up and try to take out the soap bo- or the soap bottle or whatever that you got that's making the yeah. suitcase a little bit heavier. And guess what happened right here? They, they, just, they decided to redistribute the weight between different bags and the Salty the Airlines employee began to help when the Chihuahua Icky made her grand appearance. Boom. There's our Icky coming out of one of the boots I packed, <laughs> she told him. She goes, we were dumbfounded and flat shocked and embarrassed, to be honest. She loves to bury you in our laundry baskets, clothes, blankets, wherever she can. You know, warm and comfy. And that day she snuck into the suitcase. So here she so, is. Yeah. Here's uh, Icky. And she's a little Chihuahua. And she snuck her way in. It looks like she's sitting in like one of daddy's boots or anything like that. But here's my question. If you if you were going away, aren't you going to have someone watching the dog? And wouldn't, the, pers- of- and wouldn't the person say, hey, if I'm supposed to be watching Icky, where is Icky? You know? But what if, it, what if it was like, all right, we're leaving at 9. Yeah. And you, uh, you, you can take care of Icky. Yeah, yeah come by at 12 and, and Icky should be ready to go out. And yeah. Icky, Icky got into the suitcase. It was a little bit, so they had to pay a little bit more. Yeah, the, the Texas couple was still able to catch their flight and made arrangements for Icky to be picked up by friends. But was, I mean, you know, yeah. Icky just wanted to go. I wanted to go with you, mommy and daddy. Yeah. I want to go with you. Well, that's an interesting story. Now, Dan, what determines that you're going to have a good day in the morning? Usually, if I wake up and I'm breathing, it's that's a, that's a that's a very first. I think thing. that's I think that's about ninety eight percent of everyone right yeah. now. So, is there anything that you say, uh, for example, my wife? You mean some kind of superstition or some kind of something well, happens? Not not necessarily that. So, my wife, she rides horses. She has a trainer that comes out and she rides horses with the trainer, and she does that three times a week. And I always go down, you know, when they've wrapped up and stuff, because I don't want to bother them. So I go down there. And I'm like, you know, how was your ride? How everything? And go and she's like it was a good day it was, I did better the horse did better than I did you know that type of stuff but some days you're just like going when I go down there and she says oh it was horrible I want to you know sell the house sell the horses you know burn everything to the ground I'm like oh those kind of days like when Kathy called me when we had that rainy day that and in the house she thought the house was flooded away and everything so yeah. when you hear these things or you see these things you're like going okay we it's going to be a bad day or it's going to be a good day whatever party's involved now right now do you know what Bones Day is, or No Bones Day. No, but I think I'm going to learn. So this is the latest trend that's on TikTok right now. So Noodle, who is Noodle? You know, Mercury is in the retrograde right now, like you heard uh, yeah. on last week's Who podcast. Who cares? Who cares? But right now, there's one question right now that matters. Is it Bones Day or No Bones Day? In the recent week, millions of TikTok uh, users have flocked to an account run by a man by the name of Jonathan to find out if his supposedly psychic pug named Noodles has bones or no bones. Now, this pug is only 13 years old. Now, I say only 13 years old. That's long time for a pug. Yeah, they Ancient. That is ancient. Uh, if Noodles stays upright, then congratulations. It's going to be Bones Day. And then if Noodles collapses, then it's going to be No Bones Day. That means, you know, take easy, stay cautious, you know, be careful of yourself. So you run your whole day depending on what happens with Noodle. So here's the video right now. And for those of you out there that want to follow along, go to ProfitRadio.com, click on Deacon Live for every podcast we do. We have a matching video as well. And here Good is morning, Noodles. Everyone. So here we go. Yet another round of No Bones. The game where we find out if my 13 
18-year-old pug woke up with bones. And in addition, we'll find out what kind of day we're going to have. Now, I don't know about you, but it was like one o'clock in the morning. I was getting ready for bed and I was I was hoping and wishing for a bones day. Oh my gosh, and we got one. That's oh, a bones we got day. One. Look at that. Look at him, like, standing like a deep-rooted tree. Oh, Noodle, thank you for your bounty. Okay, it's a bone thing. You know what that means. You got to treat yourself today. Get the scallion pancakes with your takeout order. I don't care if you finish them. Get that deliriously expensive <laughs> candle. Bask in your good fortune and have a great weekend. So there you go. This pug is just, like, sitting in his bed or laying in his bed, and Jonathan picks him up, and uh, Noodle stands there. If he can maintain balance and everything, it's a good day. If he if he flops down, it's a bad day. Well, sometimes he'll he no, readjust he... himself and, and you well, know, go. Well, Back down. What kind of day do your pugs have? I don't have pugs. I've got bulldogs. Oh, well, I have English bulldogs. And what kind of day do they have? You know what? It's touch and go. <laughs> you're going to have to like keep track of them so you know what kind of day you're going to have. I know. that Every day, we try to make every day, because both of them are old, we have a 14-year-old English bulldog, and we have an 11-year-old English bulldog, both females. They're getting old. You know, They're not scrambling around or anything like that, but they're, they're doing good. We make sure every day, we make sure we pet them. We make sure you get lovins and stuff. They get the best food that they can get. And they're going to love this show because we got a couple things about England. Uh, on that note, we're going to let you guys get back to what you got to do on behalf of YT Dan. Hey, it's been a great time. My name is Adikin saying goodnight and goodnight. Wait, wait, wait. Come back. This is the end. The absolute end. Écoute-moi.